So you said you were just coming from training. Were you learning something or were you teaching something? Uh, no, I'm learning today. I'm at a I'm at a training for um, storytelling. Okay, tell me about that. Yeah. So basically, I support people with disabilities during the day. So they've sent me to um, a special training about uh, storytelling, so I can, I guess, tell stories better about the people I support. Um, yeah. So I help them find work in the community. So that's kind of what my full time job is. Oh wow! So I'm going to add yeah. that to the list because I've been keeping. Uh, I've been uh, so storyteller. I'm going to add that. Uh, I've been putting together what your business card might look like, um, oh. and you tell me what I'm missing here, okay? So we'll add storyteller, uh, musician, businesswoman, mm-hmm. audio producer, filmmaker, manager. What am I missing? Oh wow! Um, that sounds all right. <laughs> Uh, photographer, if you want to add that. Sure. I don't know if you really need to, but that's quite that, a bit already. <laughs> does that surprise, you sound like you're a little surprised to hear that all kind of laid out. Does that surprise you that you do that much stuff? Uh, yeah, sometimes, I guess, you know, I can feel the effects of it in my schedule sometimes. I was like, wow, I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, when do you get a chance to sleep? I try. I try to get my eight hours. It ends up being like five or six sometimes. But <laughs> so, so of all those things that I just listed, which one are you the proudest of? I think music definitely resonates most with me. That's I've just done it the longest, and I don't know, just that that's my passion. That's you know something will always be there. I'll be like you know on my deathbed, and I'll just still be <laughs> doing music. So, did you come from a musical family, or how did this start for you? Um, there was, I was always exposed to music. Like my grandmother used to play piano. She was a piano teacher. My dad used to play guitar, um, at my grandma's house. My uncle would leave his drums there sometimes. So there'd be like drums set up. Um, I kind of just went on it on my own though. It was just something that I just really connected with. So I just started, you know, playing piano on my own. And I think my grandma came up and showed me middle C one year. She's, I guess I was playing really bad and she's like, you know what, this is middle C. (laughs) Let's help you out here. And I just kind of went, went from there. And yeah, so I guess I was kind of surrounded by it, but I was always drawn to it too. Like I found, I always found it. So is Quagmire kind of your outlet for maybe some of that passion that you've had since childhood then? Oh, absolutely. But that came about more in like my older teenage years. So I joined when I was like 19 and the rest of the guys were 21. So it was like right in that prime time where, you know, you, you're an adult, you have all this freedom, but you're still like really frustrated. So it was a great way to uh, almost therapeutic, like get together and you just pound out these really like fast, aggressive songs. And then you just, you feel great at the end of it. So it was like going on a big rant almost. So what's the drive then to go from something that is just a part of your life to something where you, you feel the need to get on a stage and perform that in front of people? That's a good question. Um, I guess it's this feeling like, well, if we're doing all this work, we're making this music and we love this music so much, maybe if we love it, then other people will like it too. Um, but also part of it is, you know, we got something to say and we got and we want you to listen. So maybe if, um, you know, I personally, if I can't find the voice, but say like Shane and his lyrics and the way he sings it, but he has the voice and I connect with that, then collectively as a group, then we can put out this message. And what better way to do it than on a stage and in front of people where they like when you're playing, they literally have to like, stop and listen to you because it's so loud and in your face that there's no nowhere else you can go 
Um, so, so yeah. So I think it's uh, yeah, being collectively part of that group and like doing it on a stage together. There's, there's just, uh, it's a really incredible feeling. So, how long have you been with Quagmire then? Oh God, I think it's. Uh, so I joined when I was nineteen. So it's been fifteen years. Okay. So what keeps you coming back to those guys? You know, we just we have a really good solid foundation of a friendship and like they're all our personalities we get along just really awesome and then on top of that we just we play this music that we all just love hanging out and playing together so the combination of the two makes it really hard to leave (laughs) yeah so i've been talking to a lot of bands doing this uh and i talked last week about kind of a, a a spectrum of ambition uh among bands like there are some bands who are perfectly fine with staying in Winnipeg their entire career, not really doing much other than playing in the weekend. Uh, and then there are bands who have an absolute drive uh, to push themselves and, and achieve the best thing that they possibly can. Um, what is it about you that's, because you seem, with all the things I just listed, uh, incredibly ambitious. Why, why, why do you push yourself into uh, some of these other fields, maybe? Um... I guess it's this feeling like there's just something more I should be doing. Um, and sometimes it takes a while to figure out what that is. So I've, I've had to dabble in a bunch of different things to figure out which one is like, you know, your true calling and what have you. And I think the only way to discover that is to get out and try things. And if you fail, big deal, at least now, you know, that's one less thing that maybe shouldn't be on the list. But what ended up happening was I explored all these things and I ended up lo- like liking them all. So now I try to balance them all because I can't decide which one I should give up in order to focus on another one. Um, but at the same time, part of me is like, why should I have to give anything up? If I love doing it and it makes me happy, why should I give anything up? So I find a way to make them all work together. Um, do you have an end game? Do you have a, a, a point where you would narrow it down and, and this is what makes you happy and you could do this for the next 20 years? Like out of all those things, like which one would I, would I do? Like where, where, this is a job interview question, I guess. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Um, I guess running my own company and, um, having a more project based, but like creative projects. So either within film or doing something with music that, um, where I can still be creating in some capacity. Like there has to be some sort of creative outlets. Otherwise, I think I would just go crazy. Yeah, I, I totally get that sense from you. Um, <laughs> hey, can we talk about the the filmmaking? Um, uh, I guess specifically, girls with guitars. Uh, there was a real story there that you you had to tell. What what led you to explore film as a medium to convey your message? I think it was when I was in, when I went to school for audio engineering, and we actually had a small project where we created the audio for, uh, it was a cartoon, I think it was like a Toy Story, Um, and there was something about working with film and sound that I knew that that was the next step I wanted to go into out of audio, so I figured I have the audio, now I need the visual, but trying to get in into film with not wanting to go back to school and study it and what have you. I guess I was stubborn that way. I'm like, no, I'll find a way to do this. Um, And then the opportunity came about with that MTS Stories from Home with uh, being able to pitch your idea. So then I kind of got catapulted 
into that industry through that. And while I was doing it, I just I knew I wanted to do it. And the more I did it, the more the more I knew, like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So that definitely that door opened and I just kind of ran with it. So if, if people haven't had a chance to see it, what is the story of Girls With Guitars? That follows several ladies that have been playing around the city for um, quite a long time, like as long as I've been going to shows, um, not just at the Albert, but like all over the city. And they were women that just really inspired me to play and kind of like be comfortable in my own skin. So it kind of follows the story of some of the struggles that they've gone through and what it really means to be a female musician in such a male-dominated music scene. Um, some of the comments you might hear and kind of how you can go about not really shrugging them off, but dealing with them and still like feel confident in what you're doing. I don't think I'm going to like the answer to the question, but is it getting easier at all for women or is it still just a nightmare? I think it is getting easier because I think people have talked about it a lot more. People are aware of it. So people are, you know, making a conscious effort to to make changes so i think compared to from from when i started to now i really think it's a lot easier now like there's still challenges there's always going to be challenges but i definitely do think it's getting easier what do you think we as men could do to help support you guys i think it's just that just just support um i mean like every person is different so it's kind of hard to give like a blanket statement that would help um but i think it really just comes down to people themselves and just knowing that there's always going to be these challenges so you have to find a way to within yourself deal with it and overcome it and you just got to keep pushing through and that's like the biggest thing because any musician will hit those those type of hurdles and you have to be able to power through it and i think that's really what it comes down to is just finding that confidence and knowing, yes, these doors might close or I might get this speed bump, but there is a way to get over it. And you just, you've got to power through it. And then that's when you're going to find you excel. Lastly, tell me about Golden Oak. Oh, Golden Oak. So Golden Oak started, actually was uh, my partner started the idea years ago. Um, and then he had actually lost a job and we jumped on the opportunity and said, Hey, this looks like, you know, a door closing, but really this could be a blessing in disguise. So that's actually when we jumped on it and I said, let's register this as a company and go ahead with this, uh, full force. So, so what Golden Oak is, is supposed to be like a one-stop shop for artists. So anyone at anywhere in their career, if you're at a point where you're like, I'm missing this, you know, I need a music video or I need photos or I need a EPK or I need um, like a demo made or anything that you need, you should be able to go to one place and everything is there for you. All the services are provided. So it's just a matter of what you need rather than, you know, having, having to go seek out this person to do that and this person to do that. You can just come to one place and it's like a one-stop shop. So it's, it's meant to make that process easier for artists. Uh, so we started our conversation conversation uh, talking about you learning something. I want to end it with uh, the same sort of question. What have you learned um, kind of getting your fingers in all the pies with Golden Oak? Oh, man, I think the, the biggest thing is just um, how to support people um, and I guess how to deal with people if they don't feel like they've 
been supported well enough, if that makes sense. Um, I think maybe just dealing with artists, too, because everyone has their own idea of the direction that they want to take their project, and some people aren't open to hearing other suggestions. Um, that's a hard question. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's so impossible to narrow it down to one up? thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess there's also t- time management and just learning how to run your own business and like how to do it from the ground up because that in itself is incredibly challenging. So knowing that you can't do it on your own is probably the biggest thing and accepting that you have to ask for help sometimes. Um, and two heads are always better than one and five heads are better than two. So understanding that, you know, you can't do it on your own and it's okay to get help from other people. So if you want to be successful, I think so. You still have a day job. Is there a, is there a tipping point where Golden Oak becomes all you do? Well, that in Quagmire and, and some of the other stuff that you uh, you have a passion for as well. But where you can get away from doing the day job, I mean. I think it would be if it got so demanding and the work piled up to a point where it felt like I could finally like switch over and do that. So it would definitely come to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm literally working around the clock and I'm not sleeping anymore. So <laughs> something's got to go. And I think it would be at that point. So to me, it would be if there's like X amount, of, uh, X amount of work coming in and I need to find the time to do that work and I just can't do it in my downtime anymore. That's when, that's, I think that's when the scale would tip. So where can people find info on Golden Oak, Girls with Guitars, and Quagmire? Um, well, Quagmire is pretty quiet on the internet. You should be able to find I noticed that. On... <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can find stuff on Bandcamp and uh, Reverb Nation. I think that might be the only place that we have music right now. Um, but Golden Oak, there's a website. There's uh, goldenoakrecordcompany.ca, um, and there's a Facebook page, and there's an Instagram. So that's where, like, the most updated information is. Um, Girls with Guitars, there's an Instagram, and there's some information on Golden Oak. But um, since we've released it, now we're just selling DVD. So that's also kind of quieted, uh, quieted down a bit on the Internet. Is there a place where people can get it on demand? Currently, it's still being shown on MTS TV, if you have the MTS TV, so you can watch it there on demand, um, or you can contact Golden Oak if you would like to buy a hard copy of the DVD. Outstanding. Hey, uh, I know you're super busy, so it means a lot that you were able to take some time to talk to me. Uh, I really appreciate it, and thanks a lot for this. No problem. Thanks for having me.